hello, my friends. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever, whenever you are listening. Uh, my name is Cruz. My co-host is Ian Barry. Welcome to Sip, Smoke, and Savor. And, oh, I'm sorry. We have, yeah, apparently, that wasn't the sound effect I was looking for. It says whistle here, so I thought it was going to go, and like interrupt me. And that was my whole plan for the intro of the show. So I'll have to choose something else. Welcome to Sip, Smoke, and yeah, yeah. So, so that's no longer our name. We Sip, changed names. Sip, Smoke, and Savor was the name of the show from the time we launched it. We did 26 episodes under that name, including uh, the last episode, by the way, which is the Mystery Missing episode. The it, Mystery. We yes, will find it one day. It will never be heard. It, it is one of those things that, you know, it's going to be um, an all-time mystery. Hopefully, one day the show will be huge and it'll be famous and people will be searching Going, I gotta find the missing episode. <laughs> the missing episode, but that's probably not likely to happen. No. Uh, so, due to a number of things, which we'll talk about a little bit, but uh, but I don't want to spend too much time on. But but due to a number of reasons, we have been forced, literally at gunpoint, by the way, uh, to rename the show. You know, I'd like to point out. This makes me think of uh, uh, there was a band called Earth years ago. And yes. No one remembers Earth. Okay. Right. But they did change their name mm-hmm. to Black Sabbath. And we do remember Black Sabbath. And then things started happening so, for him. So I feel yeah, like yeah. this is our chrysalis. We're about to break open. Weren't the Beatles even something before they were the Beatles? I, you know, I like the Mercy that. Beat Boys or something? No, I'm serious. <laughs> yeah, I think like, you're right, actually, I th- I think but I can't, been something I can't remember like what that. it is. You know, my, my friend uh, Andre uh, from Philadelphia who works in radio there, he he's if he's listening to the show, he would be like cringing right now that I did not know. <laughs> Can't remember the name of that. Because he's Mister right? Beetle fan. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, I think I think they were. And for some reason, that name like the Mercy M R S E Y Mercy Beat Boys, and then it got changed to the Beatles. I'm probably wrong, so Beatle fans, please forgive me. <laughs> um, I do love the Beatles, so right. uh, so we we have something in common. I just don't know as much about them. But no, sip, smoke, and savor, or I'm sorry, sip, smoke, savor. Without the end, uh, and having nothing to do with the radio show, uh, apparently belongs to the name belongs to a uh, an entity. I'm not sure what they do. Like I've yeah, been on their a, website trying a, to figure out. Well, what is this? Because it's an entity. I knew they existed when we launched the show, but I was like, well, this is nothing like what we do, and it's you know not exactly the same name. So, um, so I had no idea they would be as touchy about it. As apparently they are, but they went to all the trouble to have the show delisted from iTunes, delisted from SoundCloud. I mean, this was apparently a very big deal to them. So it's well, like, you know what? If it's that important, we'll let you have it. Yeah, no problem. We come up with a name. We'll come up with a name. And so this is kind of a celebration episode because. Um, we'll get to the uh, cigar. You know, usually here in the first segment, I will ask you, hey, did you smoke anything interesting this week? And I know, in fact, that you did because you did it at my house and we both smoked That's right. the same cigar. And it was something we'd been saving for a special occasion. And the special occasion was we got to come up with a new freaking name for the show. That's right. So, <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, we have actually come up with a new show name. And so, ladies and gentlemen, you probably know this because you've seen it on the title already, but the new name of the show is... (laughs) 
smoking and toasting. Yes, which I really like, but that seemed very anticlimactic somehow. <laughs> we I'm sorry. The- Let's try it one more time. Do, okay. that, do that one more time right. for me. Let's the, see what we come up with. The new name of the show formerly known as Sip, Smoke, and Savor is... Smoking and toasting, yeah, baby! baby. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, there's there's a, a thing I can... Uh, wait, I, I have to find it. Hold on. We should probably oh, okay, put good. we should probably put that in engineer's hands. Yeah, we probably should. Because <laughs> I feel I'm, like it's timing. I'm not. Be. I'm not very good at it. I've I've already screwed it up like three times. So, uh, yeah, uh, so, <laughs> that's one of my favorite one. I love that one. So so that was it. And and I have to I have to say I can take zero credit for it because Ian actually came up with the name himself. We got together. We drank copious amounts of scotch. Uh, we, we smoked an, a really amazing cigar, which we will uh, get to here on the show. Uh, but we uh, f- actually failed to come up with a name during the special occasion. Let's come up with a no, name. No, but meeting. we did lay down the road work for it. Yeah. We, we, put, we put a good foot. Like, we all started brainstorming, kind of impromptu and, and semi-drunk. Uh, started yes. throwing words out there. And, like, one of my favorite words of the evening, I couldn't get, couldn't, couldn't get it out of my head, was imbibe. Imbibe. Which I just yes. love that word, but I, I couldn't like come imbibe. up with anything that was catchy that would come with Sip, it. Sip, smoke, and imbibe. That just doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't quite do it, does it? it it's just, you know, it's imbibe, almost there. Imbibe, smoke, but, and whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, so, uh, but my wife mentioned something about toast. You yes. know, making a toast or well, something was, like that at no, some point. She now. was on her phone. It was great. Yeah, she's, we were all drinking. Your wife was there. My wife was there. She bulldogged we're, on it too. She wouldn't let it go. No, no. She she was on her phone searching stuff like yeah. the whole night, and she would she just all of a sudden we'd all be talking. We'd have changed the subject. We'd be like, "Boy, how about that Super Bowl coming to town?" And she she'd go, she'd throw out. Tasting and vibing. I mean, she, <laughs> right, yeah. she, was, she, she was, was great. She was on it. But she said she said the word toast, and it just kind of stuck in my head. So I that's like what that. that's what really tossed around in my mind because I was trying to come up with something, you know, something easy to say, something easy, something catchy that says what we do, you well, know. Right. And one of the things about this show that's I think very different from some other shows that are out there. There are certainly cigar podcasts, and there are, are uh, shows about spirits or craft beer. But I don't know of a show other than ours, there may be, but I don't know of it, that really combines all three. We are right. really about craft beer, fine spirits, and fine cigars. Yes. And it's a, it, 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 well, because those are things we enjoy, that's why we did it that way. But now, do you even remember the last time we got together? <laughs> I don't and remember had a most fine of the cig- times we got together. <laughs> no, I'm not actually. talking about how the night ended. I'm talking about how the night started, because I usually remember that part. Yes. But do you, okay, so the last time we got together and had a cigar where we didn't put up a toast. That's and right. say we, cheers, we my friend. We always do. We right. owe it to something. We'll toast right, to something. Right, right. And we've done it on the show a number of absolutely, times. Absolutely, absolutely. So to me, show, smoking so. and toasting really kind of really kind of embodied what we're about, Plus you I, know, the vibe of the show. I have to say, too, that um, it, to me, has a kind of a vaguely sort of islandish feel to it. Because, now, you mentioned this, because, but you listen to more reggae than I do, Well, I yeah, toasting is what they, or toasting, I guess, is what they call it when you hear a rap in a reggae song. The uh, the MC is not said to be rapping in a reggae song. He's said to be toasting. It's a slightly different style, and uh, so that's what, so toasting, there's that, and then, of course, smoking, well, that has no connection to Jamaica or the islands of no, any not, kind. No. So, uh, so we'll just have to, you know, let that go. But, uh, but no, it, like it does have this very what it does. What I do really love about it is it creates a very relaxed kind of feel, and that is really 
what this show is about. We're going to talk about, there's a new list out that we're going to uh, talk about in this show of the top cigars of 2016. And it is, in my opinion, the most pretentious and ridiculous list that I've seen. Now, if that's what you're into, it's fine. Like, it's cool. But this isn't one of those pretentious aficionado type shows. We're just a couple of guys who like cigars yeah. and, and uh, spirits and, and beers. And so I like smoking and toasting because it has that feel to it. Right. So I, right. it's going to take some getting used to because I was just get, I'd just gotten used to sip, smoke, and savor. Well, but, that's, you know, but it's just like putting on a different jacket every day, you know? And, and you know, anytime I want to figure out what kind of chocolate-covered strawberries go with cigars, then I'll revert to sip, smoke, and savor. But that doesn't happen to me very often. No. But smoking and toasting. But smoking and toasting. That happens a lot. We're good with that. I'm liking it. I'm liking <laughs> it. So, yeah. So, this is a happy show. I was going to say, uh, and I don't know whether we'll wind up naming the show this, but when I was trying to think of a name for this particular episode... I was going to name it New Name, Same Bad Attitude. But I don't really feel like I've got a bad attitude about this. I actually, you know, I'm actually cool with it. Well, that's because when you're smoking and toasting, like, you're not mad. Right. It's a a happy time. You don't put up a toast to, I hate people. Like, no one does. (laughs) Cheers. It's more like. Hate everybody. It's happiness. So thank you. All right, I'm now going to hand this to the engineer. I'm not going to touch it for the rest of the show. So I you're, see him reaching over to take it you're away. Cut from off. Me. Yeah, he has. A, you know how some people have the phantom brake on the passenger side. Yes. That's, what he, that's what he's kind of doing over there with that. What's interesting is he does control the microphone volume, oh, that's so he true. can turn me that's off true. at any point in time. Which I'm kind of surprised he didn't do during the missing show. Why doesn't 26. he make me sound like Barry White? Well, uh, mm-hmm. he yeah. he hasn't. Hit, I think he's saving the Barry White button on the control board. For like a really special occasion. And what's that big red button in the yes. middle of the sound? So anyway. speaking of special occasion, you and I had been talking for a long time. We had gotten some cigars. They'd come in at uh, one of our favorite local places to shop. Right. And uh, my wife actually was the one that found out about them. She's like, do you guys want me to swing by and pick you some? I'm like, I love you. This is why I married you. She works uh, right around the corner yes, from yeah. that too. Yeah. So, so she did. And you and I have actually had these in the humidor for a while, waiting for a quote-unquote special, special occasion. occasion. So we finally found one. And we'll get to that actually in the next segment because we uh, both, I think, really enjoyed this cigar. And it is an expensive special occasion cigar, which we don't normally really do that much of on That's here. Right. We, like, uh, we like finding the bargains. But in this case... It was an important evening. So a special occasion cigar to me is what I refer to as a super premium. That's mm-hmm. like when you get above the twelve dollar to thirteen dollar. Oh really? Mark. Yeah. So so if it's a fifteen sixteen dollar cigar, you think it's super. That's, premium, I start right? thinking super yep. premium I, at that I, point. I, I can know. agree with you. Like, well, this cigar that we smoked is about a twenty two dollar cigar, and I don't smoke a lot of twenty two dollar cigars. So uh, this it definitely was a special occasion. So we will get to that. We're both going to actually. Talk about the same cigar this week because it was our impressions of that's this, right of the same cigar. So that's coming up. Plus, we're going to sample some really cool stuff. I brought in the St. Arnold Boiler Room, which I have to say I already know what it tastes like, but we'll we'll do the official tasting here on the show because it's uh, it's just a wonderful and very different kind of beer. And then you brought some amazing things. Too, I brought right? in the uh, the Ben and Jerry's. Oh, chocolate you, chip cookie dough ale you have from talked New Belgium. About this. Yeah, you've talked about this. Is, that's great. It's interesting. All right. Um, and and also brought, I brought in the Raging Cajun yep. Genuine Louisiana Ale. And then you brought a uh, scotch, I believe. And I did, did bring you bring a, a bourbon, yes. Oh, it's a bourbon, yes. A what, bourbon. Did, what did you uh, This what did is you the bring? Blade and Bow. Blade and Bow. All right, so we will get to all of that, plus we'll talk about our special occasion cigar. And, by the way, 
the most pretentious and ridiculous top cigar list of 2016. All coming up. This is Smokin' and, and Toasted. On the beach in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> or something, go, man, yeah. go. Uh, So nice to have you on board for show number 27, but really in many ways show number one. Of the uh, newly titled Smoking and Toasting. My we, name is Cruz. We are like a butterfly breaking out of our we are. chrysalis. It's a very chrysalis-like show. You know, I just so. want to point out for a while, I actually was a fan of, of just coming up with a symbol and being the podcast formerly known as Sip, Smoke, and Sip. Yeah, I like that idea. The only problem that I had with it, you know, as I think Prince may have taken the only, when he did that, you know, the artist formerly known as Prince, he did the symbol, he may have taken the only one that you could actually construct with text symbols. Because <laughs> you have to be able to put it, like, in iTunes and all that kind of stuff, and it won't take... I figure for a, a graphic, symbol, you know? we would just be like question mark, hashtag, dot, apostrophe. I like it. Oh, wait, that means something else, doesn't it? Yes, I believe <laughs> I believe it does. But we'll uh, just skip right over that and go to our special occasion. So I should mention, Ian and I I became uh, friends before uh, we started the show, obviously, but we haven't known each other for a long time. But we have always enjoyed getting together to um, smoke and drink, and that's where the idea for the show uh, came from. And when we got this particular cigar that we're going to mention, um, we both decided we would save it for a special occasion yes. where we would smoke together. Because neither of us smoke really super premium expensive cigars that often. That's right. My my general cigar is in the 5 to $8 range. That's about where I usually go. And then my go-tos, I've got a great, you know under three dollar that i right, smoke a right, lot you know right. uh but but i enjoy the super premiums i just don't always think that they're worth it particularly when they're built up with a lot of hype so my wife had uh, texted both of us and said that mccoy's which we've done a live show from there downtown had gotten in a shipment of opus x don't know how she found this out but did we want her to swing by and pick a couple up for us and we said yes let's do that and then as soon as we got them uh we decided you know, let's save this for a special occasion. That's right. So we talked about it several times. It had never quite come together. And then when we realized we were going to need a new name for the show because we were off the air everywhere, um, we decided that was a special occasion. We actually drank our way through this. We issue. did. We drank and smoked our way through this. We were <laughs> we were smoking and toasting. So. So the cigar that we uh, we both had the same exact cigar, and we we agreed we would both talk about it on the show That's today right. was the Fuente Fuente Opus X Perfection Number Two. Yes, and I will say uh, this is not the first Opus X that I've had. Uh, I've had a couple of them before, but it's been quite some time. And I always kind of thought, you know, they're very good, but I don't know if they're really worth, you know. The price of four of the cigars I would normally smoke. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I when you put it in that, that perspective, yeah, yeah that, that drives it home a little bit, doesn't <laughs> right. it? So, but we got together, and uh, this is considered, by the way, to be one of the finest cigars in the world, Cuban or non-Cuban. In fact, Arturo Fuente himself said, the cigar is the pinnacle, he's talking about the Opus X, the pinnacle of cigar perfection and the standard by which all cigars are measured. Now, if you're going to say that about your own creation... It better be pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so, Ian, uh, let let me start with you. What did, what did you think of the Opus X Perfection Number Two? I'm for it. 
Okay, I'll give you more than that. In the world world of politics that we find ourselves in these days, that's actually a really cool response. That's a great answer. That's Uh, my PC answer. So uh, I'd never had one, actually. I'd never had one. I've I've seen the ads. I've seen, Mm -hmm. I've actually occasionally seen them in the store because they come out every year. Um, but they sell out so fast yes. that they're a little hard to get. Right, so it's always it's, kind of a limited edition. Yeah, and, and so it is always going to be around, but it it just sells out so fast. So you got to snap them up when they do come in. It's one of the things I love about our buddy Dennett McCoy's, right? Uh, is that he's the guy who is all, he's going to get them. Yes, he's going to make sure. Not every place is going to get them. He's going to get them. So, uh, so I uh, when I got the text uh, from your wife. I said, yes, please. And she went by and she picked some up. And then you brought them to me while we were doing one of our shows, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's when we decided, okay, let's make a special occasion for this because that's a super premium. You yes. know? And in my mind, so you got your, your everyday or your lawnmower smokers up to about $6. Right. And then after that, you got a premium yes. cigar that goes up to about 12 or $13. Mm-hmm. When you get above that, you're into the super premium super territory. Premium territory. Mm-hmm. And then, like, if you go above, say, $30, then you got to use German. You got to call it Uber <laughs> Premium, maybe, because that just makes it more. And you're also a Uber. pretentious a hole, so, <laughs> but you know, but that's a different, that's a completely different. It's not thing. the first time someone and, said that to and me, and we'll get to that. But, but uh, <laughs> no, no, we don't have to talk about it. I'm okay with it. I've actually come to peace with it. Um, but, uh, but uh, so anyway, so we decided, okay, we'll make this special occasion, and um, and the special occasion could be, hey, we're just getting together and doing this. But but it worked out that hey, this is this was the brainstorming session for our new right. name, and that's what and, my and wife it actually made dinner. planted the impetus yeah. for the new name too, which was really nice. Yeah. Your wife, your wife made fantastic dinner. Oh, we had way. great food, and then we retired to that crawfish the casserole was amazing. We had, did, we, yep, and we retired to the balcony, lit the smokes, and continued right. drinking. So, so we each had the cigar, and I brought the scotch. Which scotch did I bring? Oh by the man, way? It, was it was so, so good. good. I can't even. remember. You brought two. You brought I, two scotches. Oh, house. that's right, because yes. we finished. The first one was more peaty, and the second one was that's more That's right, vanilla. that's right, because we finished. I had the Highland Park Lone Star Edition. Yes, which was And fabulous. I had been saving that for and we finished probably that bottle. a year and a half or two. Yes, it was. I fully expected to finish that bottle. And that wasn't your favorite one of the night, though. No, it wasn't. Uh, I liked that it, was, that but was my really favorite good. was the second one. So, uh, so anyway, we lit these cigars, and they were delicious. Uh, it was a great cigar, and I have to say, if you're going to pick one cigar that really kind of defines cigar, like it was smooth, right. it was everything it was you smooth, want it was in powerful, a really not- fine cigar. Lots of cedary flavors mm-hmm. uh, all the way through. It smoked like fantastic. The draw was great all the way through. Even burn all the way up. Even yep. burn the entire time. I mean, the 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 construction was perfection on it. Um, so I can't do anything but rave on it. Uh, price per quality, uh, I'd say it's a little above average. Like I was okay with. I would have been okay paying that price or even a little more for that quality of smoke, you mm-hmm, know. Uh, mm-hmm. So I really, really enjoyed that uh, that cigar. I really enjoyed the time too. One of the most amazing things to me about the Opus X, it's a medium to full. I would put it somewhere between medium and full on the on the range. It's not a a powerhouse, but it definitely has a little kick to it. See, I would say it's a good solid medium. I didn't pick okay. up like a full, but I like a lot of full cigars too. So you know, what's interesting to me though is it is. All, it's a Dominican Puro. It's Dominican wrapper, binder, and filler. I don't know of another Dominican Puro, and I've had a number of them, 
that is nearly that good. Right. Usually I want some Nicaraguan or uh, Ecuadorian or some other tobacco in there to just give it a little more texture, a little more complexity. Uh, but this didn't need it. I mean, this cigar was it was very complex. I got notes of cedar, cocoa, and it was very toasty, didn't you think? Yes. Like very Much toasty toast. with, with a certain amount of creaminess. And it got a little bit spicier as you smoked it, but it wasn't it. a yeah. spice bomb by nope, any means. No, nope. just enough, um, just a little bit to make it interesting. So Arturo Fuente says it's the pinnacle of cigar perfection, the standard by which all cigars are measured. Does it live up to the hype, Ian Barry? Uh, I'm going to say in some ways, yes, because yeah. uh, because it is such a solid good cigar like it is a cigar cigar it's it's also a way for fuente to show off how good they can make a very basic idea mm-hmm. you know and right. it's it's like it's like the difference between having a box of 64 crayons of course you can do something interesting with colors but when you give an artist three crayons and you say okay now make an amazing portrait that's a lot harder to do. Yeah, you yeah. actually have to have more artistic integrity to make that happen. I think that's what uh, Fuente's showing off on this, is that they're not trying to rewrite the book of cigars. They're just making the best cigar they can make out of this. The Fuente Fuente Opus X Perfection Number no. 2 is about a $22 cigar, yeah. and uh, I'd give it price to quality of 6 and a half. I If it were... A twelve dollar cigar, I'd give it like a nine. Yeah, you know what I mean. But you know, with a with a cigar this pricey, it delivered, yes. but it better deliver. Yes, you know what I mean at at that price. That's well, how I feel and you know, it. if it just delivered and it was just good enough to be that price, it would just be a five. Right. So it's exactly. obviously a little bit. So better it's obviously over delivering. Yes, I'm going to at least say yeah. I'm going to say seven would be my uh, my range on that one. That one sounds pretty good. All right. I like it. I like it. So let's open up the first beer and uh, let's see if we have uh, time to taste it as the segment. Okay. This is oh, nice. the New Belgium. No, yeah. I'm sorry. Wrong one. That's that's the next segment. This is the Ragin Cajun oh, Genuine yes. Louisiana Ale. So it's an ale. We know that. We don't know what kind of ale this is actually uh let's see it's a kolsch style ale oh interesting it is and it's so you think of it as being lighter maybe and it's from bayou tech brewing company Mm -hmm. in louisiana so now a buddy of mine uh came over and brought some uh beers with him and we didn't get to this one so i figured this would be a nice one to try out on the show it's been sitting in my fridge for a little bit all right and and i didn't want it to sit too long uh before we tried it Mm -hmm. so uh so i brought on a show because some of the lighter style beers they don't you don't they don't. They don't age, age as well. Yeah, yes, you don't yeah right. Age you, you don't want to age them the way you might. Porters, with, stouts, yeah, things those, like that. You definitely one age. One of those uh, crazy uh, yeah, quadruples or something. IPAs like that. in general, IPAs and lighter ales. Overall, you don't always want to do that. Well, All so. right, so let's take a uh, a quick whiff of this. Wow, it's got a very fresh sort of a uh, of a of a smell to it, uh, an aroma. I like this beer. This beer tastes like bread. Mm. Like bread, like good. It does taste delicious, like bread. wonderful bread. It tastes, like, it tastes like you you have sat down at the Italian restaurant. They have brought the basket of bread out. You don't know what it's going to be. You open it up, and it's got flour on the top, and you take that first bite. That's right. That's what yeah, it tastes like. very much. Or if you live in Houston, it smells like the corner of Washington and Studemont. Yes, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> because yes. the Wonder Bread Factory is mm-hmm. right around the corner. Mm-hmm. It smells amazing right there. This is a good. This, this is, is a good ale. I would very refreshing. Now I was expecting something maybe that had a little spice to it with it being raging Cajuns, and maybe I get a little hint of that on the this aftertaste. Is, this is made out of the local, um, the local rice. 
Right. And uh, Noble Hops on the finish, and it's mm. not a real hoppy beer. I really like this. I, no. I'm going to buy this. I do too, but I do detect that slight amount of Cajun spice seasoning on the aftertaste. It's got to be in the water. It's got to be in the water. It has to be. Well, it is in Louisiana. You know. <laughs> All right, you were listening to Smoking and Toasting. Thank you for coming along. In our next segment, we're going to tell you about the most pretentious and ridiculous top cigars of the year list for 2016. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Welcome back to Smoking and Toasting, episode number 27, or number one, depending on how you want to look at it. We're, um, like, we're like a butterfly coming I have to out say, of its chrysalis. I, I'm looking around for the little special effects box, and uh, our producer has it completely tucked away over on the other side. <laughs> You've been Because I was doing such a terrible job with it at the beginning <laughs> of the show. So. It's all about timing. Uh, yeah, about it time. is, and I am my timing is not good today. Um, well, welcome back to the show. So, just wanted to say another thing about this Ragin' Cajuns that we uh, tested in the last segment. I don't know where to get this, but I need to find out because it's good. I it's want really some of good, this. Yeah. I want some of this in my refrigerator. It's fantastic. Yeah, that's really good. Very drinkable, but it has a flavor profile. Sometimes a Kolsch to me um, will just have that sort of um, you know sort of briskness at the beginning, but then no flavor profile right. on the end. And this like really leaves you going. Mm, I want another drink. Yeah, of that. this like has got, got good balance yeah, from beginning really, to end, and really I love that. Nice I love that it's hopped just enough on the tail end to finish it with a snap, mm-hmm. but not enough to leave any bitterness. This yes. is, this has no bitterness on the none aftertaste. whatsoever. It's almost like fruity on the aftertaste, like yep. just a tiny bit. Not, it's not a fruity beer. I should say that. Like it's not like a fruit flavored sort of beer, and, but it just has that little sweetness. And aftertaste wise, it finishes so abruptly mm-hmm. that. The, not in a bad, not an unpleasant way, yes. but in a. Hmm, I think I want more of that kind exactly. of. Exactly, like I said, it makes you want. Uh, it makes you want the next drink. So. so let's let's take this one level further. You want to do a beer first? Let's do a beer first. No, a, let's do a beer first, then we'll do the list. So let's yeah, let's go ahead and do this. So this one um, is New Belgium's Ben and Jerry's Chocolate Chip Cookie Dough Ale. Now let me say, I have not tried this. This is either going to be like the greatest idea ever, <laughs> or it's going to be awful. One of the two. Like New Belgium's such a great brewery, though. Like I can't imagine they would make an awful beer. <laughs> it says the B Corps are back with another delicious way to help protect our winters, combat climate change. This year's libation incarnation is a golden brown ale, inspired by one of our all-time favorite flavors, chocolate chip cookie dough. Well, who doesn't like chocolate chip cookie dough? I mean, please. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah. When you have it in ice cream, you get that little bit of the mm-hmm. little, mm-hmm. yeah. See. And here we oh, go. That's a good sound. I like that so sound. We're going to try it. It so really it, actually smells just like chocolate chip cookie dough. So as soon as Ian opened it, he put the <laughs> bottle to his nose and is like, oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I yeah, saw that look. Smells, I saw that look cross your face. Like, okay, this is working. Yeah, it smells just like chocolate chip cookie. But is that a good thing in a beer or I, not? You know, we're gonna have to try. We're about it to, about to find out, out are we? Gonna, yeah, that's that's the whole purpose of the show. We like, <laughs> you know, we use this as an excuse to try different things. But we can help you. Hopefully, we can describe these things well enough. That you can figure out if it's something you would want to spend the money on or not. Yeah, right? at least at least idea. you know if it's worth trying or not, mm-hmm. right? That's right. So immediately, it smell. I mean, you could smell oh, man, that total right chocolate off the chip like, cookie you dough. Smell the, the, but it's you like, can smell that sugary kind of smell to it. You know? To me, the first whiff of it is chocolate chip cookie dough and wheat. And wheat, yeah, yes, together, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, definitely that, definitely that. Mm. It's real pretty. It's nice and clear. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's got a golden with a slightly brownish tint to it. Okay, if I just took my first drink, 
if we had tried this as remember when we did the Christmas show, we did all the uh, Christmas ales and winter uh, beers and all that. I will say, if we had tried this as one of those, which you could argue that it is that kind of thing, because it's got the little sweetness and cookie thing going, it would have been my favorite of that day. This I makes love me, this. This makes me want to put sprinkles in my glass. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it has that. And I know that sounds kind of weird, and usually I don't like the sweeter things. I would lean towards you know, the hoppier or the tart or... You know, something that has a little more of a maltiness to it, but this is fantastic. Well, this definitely has some upfront malty flavors, and I think that's where the sweetness mm-hmm. begins on the mm-hmm. flavor on this. But then it melds into that sugary cookie kind of thing, but not overly sweet. Because yes. it's not an overly sweet beer. It's got a little bit of sweet, right. extra sweet to it, but it's it not does, but it's sweet. not like it's, it's not, not like one of those things where you go, sweet. Ooh, right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I, and I'm, I'm pretty impressed. I'm going to go ahead and, and lay my soul bear on this one for a second. I actually tried this at home. Mm-hmm. So this is the second taste I've had of this. But I tried it out of the bottle, and it wasn't as good. Now we pour it in a glass. Interesting. It opens up just a touch, and I that get it in my happen, nose, and yeah. it's actually pretty good. Yeah, that does happen. Yeah. So Because at first, I was like, I don't know. New Belgium, of course, are uh, best known for Fat Tire. That's their, yes. uh, that's their best known brew. Although I will say, I really enjoy their Ranger IPA. That's a very the Ranger good IPA. IPA. Their, their mm-hmm. whole line is real solid, okay? Mm-hmm. But, but there's a few really, really good ones in their line, especially the 1554 Black Ale. I don't know if I've tried the Black Ale. Oh. Is, uh, is absolutely amazing. Like That is one of the best beers, I think, in production as far as just a big production. You can buy it almost right. anywhere. I would say the... The black ale that I've had from a bigger production, although they're, although they're still a microbrewery, but uh, the black ale that I've had from a craft brewery that I've that I think is the one to beat is actually Shiner Black. I don't know if you've ever had Shiner Black. I have had Shiner Black. That is a good beer. The Shiner Black was nice. That was one of their anniversary ones, wasn't it? I believe it was, and then it wound up up staying around because it was uh, popular. Yeah, the 1554 is a black lager. That's what it is. Mm. And it is... Like from New Belgium, and also I just want to point out too that New Belgium, their fat tire, um, when you buy it and it's really nice and fresh and everything, it's a fantastic beer. It is, and I that's a beer that I really love cold, as yeah, cold as you can. And get it's it. got a lot in common with that raging Cajun that we mm-hmm. tried earlier. Right, it's, it's got that very big bready kind of fresh, yep, yep. kind of Absolutely. a biscuity flavor. The to The first it, yeah. time I had fat tire, I was in Las Vegas. And uh, it was it was one of those magical trips where I wasn't losing, nice. and uh, so I, everything felt better. You know what I mean? And this is before the smoking ban in Vegas. You could smoke anywhere, uh, anywhere in, in the casinos. And uh, I remember just sitting at the bar, reveling in the fact that I wasn't down <laughs> money wise, right. Right? right? And uh, I ordered a beer. You know, looked at the beer menu. I was like, oh, I haven't tried that. I'll try that. And uh, I drank nothing but fat tire for the rest of the it's, time. It's I was a good there. Beer, it was yeah, that. Yeah. It was that kind of a. Well, oh, New, New Belgium's been a solid company, <laughs> and for you can years, get them pretty so. much everywhere now. Yeah. But I think they started more as a West Coast yeah. uh, thing. So, uh, well, that's really good. Well, Ian, we've talked about you know, especially with our new name, smoking and toasting. It seems to me that it it does personify well. You know, sip, smoke, and savor. Our old name was a little more like hoity-toity, perhaps. Then smoking and toasting. Smoking and toasting, baby. Smoking and toasting just seems like a, I don't know, it just seems more casual, it seems, which is more like you and I, we're not, you know, we're not 
I don't think of either one of us as aficionados. I just think of us right. as guys who really like stuff and know what we like. And hey, any and of you out there that think it would be fun to hang out with us, just so you know, this is almost exactly what we sound like mm. when we're just hanging out. That was the whole concept <laughs> behind the show. You would come over to the house, we were smoking and drinking, and we were talking about beers, we were talking about cigars, yep. and talking about whiskey, and I thought, this is a show. Well, we could totally <laughs> do a show. So what what I hope we are not is pretentious, but there's a lot about, especially the cigar world, that can come off as a bit pretentious. And I chanced upon a list of the um, top nine cigars of 2016. So I thought, oh, this will be interesting. We can talk about it on the show. Enlighten me. It's from The Rake, a website which defines itself as, and these are their words, not mine. The classic voice of modern elegance. Oh. So right away, I'm thinking- <laughs> No pretension there. Yeah, right away, I'm thinking, well, let's match up some chocolate-covered strawberries with cigars and call it a day, <laughs> right? Um, but, uh, you know, the classic voice of modern elegance, or to put it another way, I'm a pretentious a-hole, you know? So <clears throat> now that doesn't mean, let me stress this, that they don't know what a good cigar is. They, you can be pretentious and still have good taste. In fact, many pretentious people have great taste. All right. So I want to give you the list of their top nine cigars of 2016. I'm actually going to start with number one and go backwards because, to me, the best example of how pretentious this list is is number nine, not number one. <laughs> so, nice. <coughs> excuse me. We're going to start with number one. Number one, and this is, to me, this is any time this happens, I just think pretentious. The top four are all Cuban. Of course. Of course, yes. Of course. Number because, one, yep. Because the, you can't have a number one cigar that's not made in Cuba. Yeah, unless you're like being honest and realistic. So, uh, Cohiba Lancero uh, was number one, the Cuban Cohiba. Uh, the Cuban Davidoff 5000 was uh, number two. That cigar's been discontinued, so how pretentious is that? Right. You have to have <clears throat> had one in your humidor. Number three was the Bolivar Especiales, number two. It's a Cuban cigar, but it's a German regional cigar. In other words, it's made in Cuba, but sent the whole thing is shit to Germany, where those guys, you know, market it from there, right? And number four, also Cuban, was the Diplomaticos Bushido, which is Cuban, but is found in the Asia Pacific regional area. So, so unless you're traveling. Yes. Unless you're traveling or you uh, have friends abroad in every specific region. Right. Go Number ahead. six is, this is the first cigar I actually go, okay, I would try that out. I, I, I haven't tried this particular one, although I have tried some Aging Room cigars. Number six is the Aging Room Solera Fantastico. It's an all-Dominican cigar. Okay. So, all right, not too pretentious there. Number seven is the La Jolla Reserva Limitada 1962. It's a U.S. boutique brand made with Ecuadorian, Ecuadorian, Dominican, and Nicaraguan tobaccos. Again, uh, a little pricey, a little pretentious because it's very limited. I've had some of La Jolla. They're but, good, but though. La Jolla is a good cigar. It's a good, solid cigar. Uh, yeah. Number eight is the Jazz Sum Kral Lanchero. I have not heard of now, this cigar. Just so you know, if you haven't heard of it, that means right. it's really bad or amazing. And or amazing. Not, and again, you know, it made this guy's best know. best of 2016 list. And I'll give him credit for at least putting what he thinks is the best here, even if he is being a bit pretentious. But if you don't think he's being pretentious, this should top it off for you. His number nine cigar, not his number one, his number nine, was the Davidoff Oro Blanco. 
all the, Dominican tobacco. Retails for $500. Just And that's number nine. That's his number nine. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, just because you've tried it, I think you're a pretentious. Animal. I don't even know what to call that. Like, yeah. like I figure Uber premium starts at about thirty five dollars. Right at about thirty. So, what do you say about a five hundred dollar cigar? And what kind of person buys one <laughs> and then you just know? burns it? I could buy several boxes of really, really top flight cigars. <laughs> That's right. All right. When we come back, we have a uh, we have a bourbon to taste. What is this? This is uh, Blade and Bow. Blade and Bow plus. One of Ian's favorite bands has their own craft beer. I'll tell you about it coming up next. Sorry, it just happens when Carlos Santana plays. People clap. That's just the way it is. You are listening to Smoking and Toasting. Welcome back, my friends. Too busy listening to Santana. So yes, yeah, that's right. I had nothing from you, but that's okay. Because I'm, mes- I'm mesmerized by him as well. Uh, welcome back to the show. It is segment number four, and this is show number twenty-seven or show number one. Like I don't know how should we start again with numbering the shows, or should I, we just know, stay with what question. we got? I don't know. We could just be us. Let's talk for, uh, real quickly about, like, we've got the Sip, Smoke, and Savor Facebook page. It's still active, right? Yes, yes. So people can still find information and details on the show there, but we will be launching... We'll be launching the Smoking and Toasting. Smoking and Toasting right. Facebook. So if you're already, like, following our page on Facebook, um, you can go there and, and it'll have links to the Yes, yes. We'll, okay, we're going to make that the, happen very shortly. That'll be the easiest thing. Okay, very good. And there'll also be pictures of the beers and stuff that we're uh, enjoying here. I forgot when you and I were having our special occasion uh, smoke with the Opus X. I actually forgot to take pictures of the uh, cigars. <laughs> That's how good it was. I was That's just, okay. You can, you can, take pic- you can uh, find so pictures of Opus X anyway. Yeah, I was just so focused on enjoying that cigar. It was so good. And finding a name. So you have brought us a bourbon today, Ian. I did. I did. Tell us about this. Well, you guys very briefly met my brother on the show. Yes, uh, he was a lot of fun to have on for the Christmas show. He said, I think, at least six words. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) But he did help us drink a lot of Christmas Yes, we did. That was our marathon Christmas ale thing where we had 13 different beers. That was pretty amazing. Anyway, when he was in town, he bought a bottle of whiskey called Blade and Bow. So he bought this while he was here in Houston. While he was here in Houston, and it's—I uh, don't remember if he bought it while he was here. He bought it on the way, you know. Sometimes I'll yeah, stop yeah, or whatever. Sure, but sure. anyway, it's Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, um, and it's uh, Stitzel Weller Dill- Distilling Company out of uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Were you familiar with this before he brought it in? Never heard of it in my okay. life. The the bottle is real classy. Um, yeah, it, it looks, looks great. great. Yeah, it's it's a great looking bottle. The uh, logo and everything's on it. It's a bunch of keys. Um, it's really, really interesting. Um, and we tried it over the holidays, and I find he didn't really enjoy it all that much. Really? I did. You loved it. I did. You know, and I, the first thing I thought to myself when I tried this, though, is this is going to make an amazing old-fashioned. Oh, interesting. Yes. And then my wife started making old-fashions with it, and this makes an amazing old-fashioned. Well, I do notice there's not a lot left in this bottle, so... <laughs> yes, like I said, this makes an amazing old fashioned. Well, interestingly enough, people are experiencing um, a record number of people are now experiencing Kentucky bourbon from the barrel. Distillery tours are off the charts awesome. in Kentucky. 
where people can go and sniff and sip and see whiskey crafted from the source. Tourism in the heart of bourbon country has been on the upswing for years. Reached a milestone in 2016. Visitors made more than one million stops at distilleries along the Kentucky Bourbon Trail and the Kentucky Bourbon Trail Craft Tour. Uh, last year, according to the Kentucky Distillers Association. Uh, it shows, uh, the guy from the uh, association said, people don't want just what's in the bottle. They have a thirst for Kentucky bourbon culture. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so well, I find that interesting. You know, I want to do that at some point. Well, I would love to do a distillery tour. Yes. You know, we'd have to talk our engineer into going <laughs> on the road with us. I'm sure a, we could probably do doing that. Doing a road if, show where if, we did if we're talking nothing but whiskey tours. Whiskey tours. I'm sure we could probably do I'm, he, on, I'm on kayak he's, right now. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's searching for hotels. That's so that's right. good. <laughs> All right. So so this, uh, this whiskey, the uh, Blade and Bow, uh, is a... Oh boy! I just took a uh, a sniff of this, and it's uh, it's lovely. So this goes really well, actually, with anything like that, uh, like that Ben and Jerry's uh, beer that we just had moments ago, um, because it does have some of those winter those spices like uh, that you associate with winter those mm-hmm. those kind of um, those kind of flavors. It has a lot of um, a lot of fruit in it. Uh, when you breathe out of your nose after a sip, like yes. I do that, I take a sip and then let it let it. Uh, out of my nose ever so gently and and, and kind of you get a bunch of different flavors that way so it definitely has some fruitiness to it i'm getting spices almost a cinnamon nutmeg type of yeah, thing yeah 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 that's that, that's maybe, that, that that winter spice maybe or, even some cardamom like uh, just a really you know cardamom is a very unique and uh, different spice but yeah i'm kind of getting now it. what's interesting is i just added some water mm-hmm. and and every distiller in the world by the way is going to tell you to add water to your whiskey. Mm-hmm. So all of you people out there who think, oh, no, why would you ever ruin your whiskey or your scotch with water? There is not a single distiller in the world who will ever say that you don't add water to their whiskey. They will, will all tell you that. I will quote Three Dog Night, and this will not be the last time. That's right. Put <laughs> I, some will say, whiskey, yeah, I will say that over and over Put again. some whiskey in your water. I will say because yeah. I've run into that guy at the bar that always knows way more about whiskey than me, that yes, always tells me I'm ruining my dude, whiskey Dude, you're ruining water. your whiskey. Whatever. Uh, you know what? I'm not yeah. ruining it because I'm enjoying it. So right. <laughs> it's That's not exactly just burning right. my tongue. But the, whole, the bottom line is, you know, uh, you add a little water. Like our first flavors are those warm up. winter flavors. And mm-hmm. the second, when you put a little water in, here you're going to start tasting those fruitier flavors yes. now big time like right off the bat it does in this particular case it didn't water didn't always do this in this particular case it does bring the burn down a notch yep but what you get is this very complex sort of fruity undercarriage right and what i get out of that i just like, said too, fruity like, undercarriage by the way <laughs> <laughs> what i get out of that uh is uh is you know that part of the peach that's right next to the pit that has a oh, little bitterness to it yes i know what you're talking about that's the that's the part of the peach flavor that i kind of get from this because it has a little bit of that and it finishes really now, see, nice i wasn't thinking peach i was thinking berries but berries now are, that you berry, now yeah. that you say that I'm like, yes, totally get the peach in this. And this is, you know, and again, part of the reason we do these tastings is we want to, like, give you guys information. If this sounds good to you, this might be a whiskey that you right. want to try. And this is a real interesting one because a lot of times when I taste bourbon, I expect certain flavors. Like, mm-hmm. I always expect 
uh, honey flavors to some degree, right. and I always expect vanilla flavors, like and those maybe two. a little peatiness, depending. Yeah, yeah, depending on the whiskey. Um, but this this one right here doesn't have a lot of honey. It has just maybe a tiny kiss of it. If if you're digging deep, you definitely get the oak astringent on the end. I love the oak finish on this particular one, and this does make one of the best old fashions that I've had. Now, why do you think that is? Just because of I, the just the flavor of it? profile yeah. of yeah. this, and you don't need to add. You don't need to add much to this. It's got enough sweetness. It's got enough flavor on its own, and it's pleasant right out of the bottle. You last, know, last year more than two hundred thousand people visited the Jim Beam flagship distillery in Claremont, Kentucky. Like these whiskey tours are. I'm bringing this back up because I want you and I to plan one. Yes, let's do it. You know, let's let's uh, let's plan. Maybe we can go do a show from a. Uh, Distillery somewhere that we're gonna, have, like I said, fun. we're gonna have to twist Bobby's arm. He's got a long arm. It's gonna I take know, both of us. It's very interesting, but yes, I'm thinking <laughs> if we if we pick the right whiskey, yeah, he might be able to. Now, let me ask you something, Ian. You've talked on the show before. If we get someone else to drive, we could probably get two <laughs> or three distilleries in a day. Oh, uh, someone else to drive is a necessity. A necessity. Well, the happiest Uber yeah. driver in the I world. I do not want. <laughs> I do not want to be the driver for this excursion. Um, uh, you've mentioned on the show before about how you will light a cigar, smoke the first half inch to an inch of it, yeah. and then you will go and smell your whiskey. I, I love doing that. To see which one. I love I'll, doing it. Uh, so I have this mental image. How many whiskeys do you have currently <laughs> at your house? I'm just curious. I want to know this. Um, you know, <laughs> you know, I had my wife send me a picture the other day because I couldn't remember all the different whiskeys that I had and I had to choose one. I think probably to uh, bring to your place because I was mm-hmm. at work and headed to right. your place. Um, I, on the top shelf of my whiskey cabinet, I probably have seventeen to twenty bottles. That's a lot. Uh, and then I have all my other liquors on the bottom shelf, mm-hmm. which is also overcrowded, and some on the floor and yes. around my little whiskey cabinet there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I you know, and probably ten to. 10 to 14 of them at any given time are scotch mm-hmm. um, and then the rest of them are bourbons and and assorted whiskeys you know so last year you were on vacation up in uh the uh, like minnesota, minnesota area? is yeah, that where yeah. you went yes yeah. <laughs> and you you texted me a photo of the whiskey wall at this bar you were at do you remember yeah, this i do yes I do. it was this amazing wall it was one of those things where you go Oh man, I want to go drink there so bad. Uh, this is amazing. Well, and it was so funny because it came in late at night. I think I just gotten into bed and I heard my phone like uh, blurp. And I, I looked at the picture and I turned over to my wife and I said, "Ian is texting me porn." Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I walked into this place and they have this bar that goes down. I mean, the bar's got to be the bar's got to be twenty feet. You know, sixteen twenty feet of bar along this one wall and. And behind that, probably 15 straight feet of that, uh, horizontal, and then that at about eight feet vertical from the top of the bar was mm-hmm. all scotch. Oh, my God. That's I mean, I have to, I have to post that picture. So, I'll, I'll put that picture on the- uh, On the brand new uh, the Facebook Smoking page. Smoking and Toasting Facebook page. Yes. And also, I'll see about uh, the picture of just my little- bourbon and scotch collection maybe i'll put that up there too but it'll look pitiful next to that bar now there's something called paralysis by choice where when you have so many awesome things to choose from you just have no idea where to go when you're looking at that scotch wall that whiskey wall 
how do you know what you want? You know, uh, I actually, when I was looking at that wall, and it is a little awe-striking, so I get that. Um, I actually just talk, started talking to the bartender, and he was very knowledgeable, very nice guy. And I said, you know what? I said, give me something, $15 range. Give me something I haven't had before. Interesting. And, uh, and Generally, he, by the way, a good bartender will love when you do that. And he goes, yeah, and he goes, well, I don't know what you've had before. I said, well, you point to it, and I'll tell you if I've had it. And he had a couple choices that I have had before, and then he picked a couple that I didn't. I said, I'll take that. It's kind of like when good. I go into McCoy's and I ask them, what am I smoking today? I love doing it. Yeah. Yes, it's awesome. And they just go pick something out. And, mm. and, and of course, they know not to go pick the $38 cigar. You know, like, but they'll pick something, you know, nine, ten yeah. bucks maybe. And uh, it's like, oh, yeah, it's going to be good. Well, there's a lot going on uh, still on the show today. We have the, um, we have the uh, boiler room from St. Arnold Delicious. to taste, which we're very excited about. We both actually had it before. Plus, one of Ian's favorite bands has released their own craft beer. We'll tell you about that in the final segment. Coming up, this is Smokin' and Toastin', which, by the way, is easier to say than Sip, Smoke, and Savor. Takes less time. Well, welcome, to, uh, welcome back to the Smokin' and Toastin' radio program, which I... You know, emphasize because just in case there's some sort of delivery service that pairs, you know, chocolate covered strawberries with cigars that calls themselves smoking and toasting. This is a radio program. We have nothing to do with you. Carry on, do your thing. We love you. You're wonderful. So, uh, uh, Ian, uh, we're going to uh, do uh, one more beer tasting here. We have a couple other things to discuss, including one of your favorite bands releasing their own craft beer. But I wanted to do a segment that we have not done on the show before called Stories We Missed. Stories We Missed. Yeah, Stories We Missed. And this is basically when I discover something in the news, I'm like, we so totally should have talked about this when it happened, and we totally missed it. So here is our first, uh, our first installment in the uh, in the segment that we would like to call <laughs> "Stories We Missed." I don't know why I had people laughing. It's, hey, you know, laugh yeah. track. Uh, we could have, I could have done this and stories we missed. You know, so <laughs> it would have worked either way. Uh, so here's a story we missed. Last year, London opened their first naked rooftop bar. Ooh. Let me just say that again. London <laughs> yeah, opened their first that? naked rooftop bar last year. Yeah. Uh, it's overlooking Parliament Square. Uh, it was open to coincide uh, with the forecast of a mid-August heat wave in London. And uh, TV Now, a media provider in London, is behind the nudist outdoor pop-up. And it encourages uh, Brits to go clothes-free, 60 feet up from the ground. It's a naked haunt that offers an open-air bar, relaxing sunbathing areas, and even the chance for a quick workout with a bounce on a trampoline or a round of swing ball. No voyeurism there. Um, <laughs> uh, so anyway, they unveiled the bar, which is aimed at the no-strings generation, to mark the launch of their contract-free deal. So I think they're some sort of like media cable-type outlet. Ah. So they do deals with that have no contracts. So this is there. Hey, it's freedom. Everybody loves it. So uh, the marketing uh, managing director said, we're going to keep breaking away from traditional conventions, first contracts, and now close. Right, right. So <laughs> the Naked Roof Terrace, it's the first time that nudity has hit the London hospitality scene. So uh, it's a pretty interesting story, I, I bet the dance floor is slippery. <laughs> oh, I don't oh even, did I say I that? I don't even want to know. Let me just, <laughs> oh, no. I, I should have gone back to the... Uh, 
Yeah, I should have gone back to the effects box. Oh, no. Here, here I'll hand it to you. You take it away from me, please. And then uh, sometimes when you see people on trampolines? Yes, of course, uh, as it should be. Uh, so, all right, so I'm going to get to your favorite band, not your favorite band, but one, a band that you like that's launched their own beers. But uh, first, we have a bomber sitting in front of you that just, I know how delicious this is. So, All right, for any of you newbies out there that don't know what a bomber is, a bomber is 750 milliliter bottle of beer. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's, it's one of them that are big bottles. Yeah, it's a... Yes, it's very, yeah, it's very nice. This particular beer is a good You and beer. I have shared this at my house before. Yes. Yes. So, uh, so, you know, full disclosure, this will not be our first time tasting this, but I don't think, nice, don't think we had talked about it on the show, so I thought this would be a good one for us to, uh, plus I had it in the fridge and it was cold, so. This is a fantastic, sessionable Yes. Berliner Weiss. And I, I must say, I love the uh, St. Arnold Brewery, kind of being a homer for the city of Houston here. But St. Arnold, the oldest craft brewery in Texas, located right here in Houston, not far from my house, actually. And I just really like what they're about, like their whole gestalt, what their, yeah. what their whole vibe is. They I stick just to love their it, guns, you know? too. You know? I love that about and them. And I will tell you, uh, in my personal opinion... Um, their amber ale is not my favorite of theirs. It mm-hmm. is you can find it pretty much everywhere, and it's a good beer. But it's not my favorite of theirs. Uh, their brown ale, I think they just changed the name of the brown ale to Ale Wagger, yes, which is they also did. quite good. Which I also like. And um, it's a, Ale Wagger is you know like Tail Wagger, and a portion of the proceeds go to uh, animal. Uh, right, and they got a picture uh, of a dog on the cool. on the uh, cover and everything. And love I always that. love that beer. Uh, I have stories about that beer, but I'll. Talk about those at another I time. will say, I went through a point in my life where I drank their IPA, uh, the Alyssa IPA, yep. like almost all the time. And for some reason, it sort of fell out of taste with me. Not that it's not good. It's it's great, and I loved it. But for some reason, I stopped enjoying it as much as I did. And I was a little bummed about that because I like the brewery so much. I want to support what they're doing. And then they came out with the Art Car IPA. Which yeah. is one of my favorite IPAs in the world. Being an IPA guy, like I love the flavor profile of that beer. So now you mentioned the Alyssa, and I haven't been up there in a while. But mm-hmm. the gingerbread man here in town yeah. uh, uh-huh. used to have the Alyssa, but cask conditioned. Oh, I bet that's really good. Oh, it's yeah. so good. Mm, it's yeah, so well, good. Like I just want to pour it on myself. I think I just uh, over like I elicited myself out. Was what it was. Like I think <laughs> I did. I did a little too much of it in too short of a time. I probably, if I were to return to it today, I would probably say. Oh, wow, this is fantastic. So maybe we'll have to taste the Alyssa. But today we have this bomber of the St. Arnold uh, Berliner Weiss Boiler Room. And it says right under the label here, it says, Pleasantly Tart. And that's exactly what it is. What do you get when you smell it? This is so sessionable. Uh, I have to say, you know what? I didn't even stop to smell because I've been drinking this for so long. (laughs) I have Um, to say, I like the taste better than I like the smell. Yeah, the smell is kind of eh there for me, but the taste is so good overall. Mm-hmm. It's just it's got this really pleasant tartness, makes you want a little bit more the whole time. And it's very refreshing. Yeah, and it's like three point six percent, so you can drink this like a bomber mm-hmm. by yourself is not as big a deal. Right, as, it's say, not going to knock like you out. Saint yeah. Bernardus or something like that, like <laughs> or a Petrus or something, you know, right. along those lines. Um, but the tartness in here, like I think that word tart or sour sometimes turns people off to beers but this well, is such a pleasant sour thing. ales are a little too sourish well that depends me. on like the it mood it takes over the 
It takes over the whole flavor profile. This, like, to me, just is delicious. Like, I love Petrus, and that'll make mm-hmm. you pucker your face up. Mm-hmm. And it's delicious. But, you know, you don't drink a bomber of Petrus either. Right. You know, you just, you split that with somebody. This, <laughs> I would totally glass. drink a bomber. I have actually I have, yes. had a bomber yes. of this before at my I house. Have, yes. With a cigar. Nice thing about having a bomber of this is, uh, and, and I don't drink it straight out of the bottle with a paper bag around it or anything, mm-hmm. but... Um, the nice thing about it is, you know, you take it outside and you don't have to get up and go get a beer. You can sit there with your cigar. Yes. You never have to put it down. And I will it's mention this. Stuff. Not only does it go great with cigars, but one other thing about this that's really cool, whereas most bombers are in the 9 to $15 range, yeah. 8 9 yeah. to $15, this is a, like, Four ninety five under like, five dollars under five bucks, which is yeah. so worth it. I can't yeah. even tell you. So and it, yeah, it's just delicious. It's not it really is. You know, it's not one you got to watch yourself. You know, terribly with because it's just so it is so tart. But I, I would stop short of maybe saying sour. It is more tart than it is sour. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. It's got a little tart snap on the end of it, but it doesn't leave you with a sour or bitterness at all. Right. It's not, and it's something that if it were too bitter, if it were too sour, I think it would be tough to have with a cigar because it would yeah. kind of lock yeah. down the. The, the flavor, you know, yeah. Uh, but this this totally works. And some of these words we use, you know, when we say tart or sour and things like that, like imagine having lemonade that isn't a little on the sour side, or right, you ice, wouldn't want it. Iced yeah. tea with lemon that has you put the lemon in there for a little bit of the sour, like you right, want that's those what flavors. You want, and you so, want it in this beer too, right? What I what I find most interesting or relatable about this particular beer is that once I take a drink of it and then I put it down and I like walk away. Like calls me it back for you. another drink. It like there's you. something about the aftertaste of this that says, "Oh, that w- that was yeah, just yeah, really yeah. good." Let's another. let's sip another one. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. haunting like that. Mm-hmm. I like it. Well, Ian, as uh, many of you may know, uh, is a musician and he plays in a uh, uh, really cool rock band that he describes as. Big dumb rock. Big dumb rock. Yes, yes. Uh, it is definitely uh, called big the dumb Blackout rock. Vipers. And uh, you guys have music that's coming out soon, right? We will. We're actually uh, our last recording session will be this Sunday. We're going to finish up by doing uh, our background vocals on it, yep. and then it's post production from there. Well, I as, so as you know, knowing you as a musician, I have a little bit of insight into some of the artists you like, and I know that you enjoy some really thrashy rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. And I know that you're probably. Uh, you would probably count yourself as a fan of the band Anthrax. Yeah. Well, guess what? They're releasing their own beer. I love that idea. <laughs> I think about going to a bar and going, "Yeah, can I have a pint of the Anthrax?" <laughs> yes. uh, that, that seems a little uh, a little counterintuitive, but uh, the members of the band actually Anthrax uh, were hanging out at New York's West Village Bar Daddio, and they mentioned to the owner how they'd love to have their own brand of beer. So the owner is a longtime fan of upstate New York's Butternuts Beer and Ale Brewery. He made a call to the owner of Butternuts, who's also a metalhead and longtime Anthrax fan, and everything started to fall into place for what would become Anthrax's own craft beer, War Dance. Nice. War Dance will be available in stores, bars, and restaurants where craft beers are sold in uh, New York State beginning on March 27th. And plans are in the works to expand distribution to other states around the country. Scotty in from Anthrax says, hey, I wanted to do our own beer for a long time. I was just finding the right guy to make that a reality. 
So finding the taste we all loved was really important, another member of the band says. But it was also important that the beer not leave people feeling heavy or filled up afterwards. This is anthrax worrying about <laughs> you know how heavy we don't or want filled our beer up you to are. be too yeah, heavy. Yeah, well, yeah. uh, so, and they wanted their beer to go well with a burger, which apparently it does. It's the one beer to have uh, when you're having a war dance. So, uh, it's a pale ale style, special blend of malt and hops to give it a unique flavor. The first batch has been brewed. They did a tasting on their tour bus. Of course they did. Uh, and uh, and <laughs> right. everything is thumbs up so far for the Anthrax War Dance. And you so know, be looking for they're it. They're not the first ones to, to do that because you. you can get Iron Maiden beer as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they have the true. Have you had the Iron Maiden? Beer? I have actually, and it's it's decent beer. Really, it is decent. You beer. almost expect actually some of these rock band beers to not be that good. You know, well, you expect them to be kind of running a Miller commercial, but actually, mm-hmm. you know, Iron Maiden put out a um, trying to remember exactly the style. It's a lager uh, called the Trooper. And it's quite good. It's yeah. a nice, flavorful lager, and it's very drinkable. Well, that is where we will leave it for and, you folks And the bottle week. looks awesome. Oh, of course it does. That is where we will leave it for you folks this week. Coming up next week, we're going to actually redo a segment that we did in the Lost episode of the show, where Ian and I bring you our top cigars under $6. It's perfect for this you know, early time of the year when people are uh, still paying off their Christmas credit card bills and all that kind of stuff. Maybe you don't have quite as much extra cash to buy those expensive cigars. So we'll bring you our top smokes under five dollars, under six dollars. And I can tell you, I've seen the list. We both have very different lists, so it's going to be good. Smoking and toasting. Yes, thank you for joining us for smoking and toasting show number one. Cheers. This is Radio Brave. Keep listening. It gets even better. Now let's do it up. Radio Brave.